0: all right you guys welcome to another episode i got shit to say okay i got shit to say you know sometimes when you just like have a podcast and you're bored sitting in your house you have adhd and there's nothing else for you to accomplish today you're just like well I got to talk, I got shit to say, I got things to be talking about, and I'm going to be talking about them. That's fucking today. So for those of you that follow me uh, that are new to TikTok, um, hello, how are you? Welcome to my podcast is my podcast, my long format chit chatting. I like to chit chat in short form, long form, all kinds of forms. Um, And this is the long format. And I give my opinions on what's going on on the internet, basically reality TV, usually Uh, pop culture, all the fun stuff. Well, let me tell you what we are going to freaking talk about today. One, we're going to talk about how I don't have a picture in my hand of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift at a fucking holiday, whatever Halloween costume party. Why don't I have that? Why haven't I seen anything? Don't sit there and tell me that they did not go to a party. They went to a party. Now show me the goddamn costumes. I want to see what they went as. I want to see if they had fun. I want to see if they kissed, hugged, and had a great time. Okay, I'm following Brittany Mahomes just so maybe I see a glimpse of Taylor in the background. But do I see anything? No. Did she show any pictures of them at the Kansas City Halloween party that apparently everybody says they go to every single year? No. Is it fact-checked apparently that Taylor was in Kansas City this week for a Halloween party? Yes. So where's the picture? Where is the picture? Where's the video? Where's something? Give me anything. I'm begging you. So we're waiting with bated breath. We are waiting for that to happen. What else is going on, guys? Obviously, the Vanity Fair article came out. If you don't know, I did an episode um, right before this where I read the whole article out loud. So that way, if you're like me and you can't read, <laughs> just kidding. I can read. I just hate reading. Um, and You're a, more of a listener. If you have ADHD and you just like can't sit and read things, you have to be like constantly doing something while also doing another thing. I made... A podcast episode for you where I read the entire article okay it took me an hour to read the article it took me within that hour I also synopsed like how I felt about a lot of things but let me tell you right now I have more thoughts and opinions I got things I gotta say about it all right first thing that I have to say about it is that I can't express how disappointed I am like this is 24 hours later okay 24 hours later I've read the article I've technically read it once and a half like I've read it fully once and I've also like bebopped through the whole thing. And I can't explain to you how disappointing this article was. Nothing in that article, not one goddamn thing in that article was shocking. Not one thing. There wasn't one teeny, teeny tiny little spot where I was like, oh no, what? That's a crazy, that's wild. Nothing made nothing made me jump out of my seat every single thing that was said I was like yeah we already know all this shit we've known this shit for a long time we've already talked about this shit some of the stuff we've already fucking talked about and you got Bethany Franco being like oh my god the tea is going to be spilled the lies are finally going to be revealed and it's like nothing was revealed nothing not one thing was revealed we already know that Leah had a huge drinking issue as an alcoholic and had 99 fucking issues with that whole thing that spanned from New York to Ultimate Girls Trip to other situations, we already fucking knew that. We already knew that Bethany wants to burn everybody fucking down and blame everything on everybody else. We already knew that. We already knew that Ramona is racist. We've al- we already fucking knew that. The only person in this article that I had compassion for and felt bad for was Ebony. That was it. Nobody else. I'm sorry, and I'll explain more on that feeling. But basically, the only person that I felt bad for was Ebony. The reason why I only feel bad for Ebony is because what happened to her is something that she had no control over. She couldn't control those things because you can't control other people. Everybody else could have controlled their own shit, could have fixed their own problems, could have solved a lot of their own issues, but actively chose to not do that, aka Leah. What happened to Ebony was fucked up and that should be, that should have been nipped in the bud a long time ago. It should have been nipped in the bud a long fucking time ago, but that clearly wasn't going to happen. And this, and the whole thing about being racist and things like that, that has been a topic of conversation for a while with Bravo. That has been a huge issue A huge problem. I mean, how many fucking white people do you need to have on a goddamn, like a goddamn show on TVs on housewives over and fucking over and over and over and over until you finally start spreading the wealth a little bit. And you're not just having casts that are like segregated. Like literally we had like the black show and the white show, the Latinos and this and this and this, it took New York housewives to get rebooted for Bravo would be like wow maybe it would, like every woman on cast should be like a completely different background race ethnicity religion like what if we did that for once in our fucking lives that took how long guys forever over 20 years of finally someone getting their heads out of their asses and going wow maybe we shouldn't just have an all-black cast maybe we shouldn't just have an all-white cast maybe we should like sprinkle the wealth around between every single woman and have a huge diverse group of women because that's what fucking America actually looks like okay so like what happened to Ebony that wasn't shocking but it was the one thing that I felt bad because it's something that she could not fix herself she had no control over other people ruined her experience and ruined what was going on with her I do think that people put too much on Ebony in the span of she ruined New York and she's the reason why re- New York had to get rebooted. She's not the reason why New York got rebooted, guys. Like, let's be fu- for fucking real. What happened was the girls, the original group, was not moving ahead with the times. They were still acting fucking ridiculous. They were having shitty behavior and someone finally called them out on it. And you guys didn't want to deal with that reality. Not just, not just, okay, not just you guys, me. I also didn't want to deal with that reality either. I was like, you know what? I want to pretend that that world doesn't exist. But guess what, bitch? Those people don't get to forget that. Ebony doesn't get to walk around this earth and forget that racism is a thing. So we shouldn't have to either. We should all have to deal with it in some capacity and figure it out all together. And it was finally a light, a light went on to Ramona of like, hey guys, remember how we all have kind of known in the background that she's a trumper thumper racist? Well, guess what? Now it's fucking for real. And of course, now there's stuff coming out that she's not allowed to go to BravoCon. It's like, okay. Well, she's not allowed to go to BravoCon. Well, are you going to show her on Ultimate Girl Trip? Are you going to pay her that paycheck? Or has the paycheck already been paid? Like, what are we going to be doing here? But that like, not one damn thing in that article was shocking to me. Zero zilch. Zero. What was also frustrating is that it felt like Leah wanted to blame everybody but herself for her poor decisions. If you are an alcoholic and you have been sober for nine years, in what brain cell of yours was it a good idea to stop being sober and go on a reality TV show? Who put the gun to your head? I don't think anybody did. Who forced you to behave this way? I think this is the misconception about reality TV is that. Do I think that there are reality TV production groups and stuff that do push a lot of things? Yeah. If you look at The Bachelor and Bachelorette, fuck yeah. I do think that. But are there other production companies that I feel like they they won't hand you the bottle of wine, but they'll put it on the table and let the chips fall where they may? That's kind of where I feel like they're at. You're an alcoholic? Okay, we'll put you in a room full of alcohol with women who are drunk. And, but we're not going to tell you to drink and we're not going to tell you to get drunk with the women, but we're going to enable the situation that it's really hard to not be that person. That's what I do, what I do think happens. But I also think that there are multiple examples of women on these shows that don't drink, that do have a good time, that do behave and have a lot of fun and are great characters. Jenna Lyons, people love Jenna Lyons. She doesn't drink Uba. She doesn't drink. People love fucking Uba and love, you know everything that uba brought this season and her fucking wildness on the reunion they don't drink I, like there are multiple seasons where Luann didn't drink and Luann was still fun kooky fun cabaret saying all this crazy stuff because she's a fucking lunatic outside of alcohol she doesn't need alcohol to be a fucking lunatic she's still a lunatic she's still sleeping with everybody she's still Luann. you know like there are more and there's more i know if i sat here and named a bunch of them there's so many there's so many scenarios Where housewives weren't drunk and we're fighting over crazy shit and we're doing dumb stuff. Like at what point there's this balance back and forth, I feel like, of yes, we want to hold these production companies and businesses accountable for shitty behavior and creating very abusive, toxic environments and allowing certain cast members to behave a certain way towards other cast members that are massively inappropriate. Yes, we do want to do that. But at the same time, At what point are you, the adult, going to be held accountable for your actions and for the way that you behaved and for the things that you did and for the things that you shouldn't have done? When are you going to be held accountable for those things? And Bethany sitting here over acting like she's the second coming of Jesus fucking Christ is a joke at this point because she just did this article to basically like, let's be fucking for real. Like. Let's be honest here. Okay. Are we in the safe zone? Are we in the bubble right now? Are we in the trust tree? Because what we really need to say about Miss Bethany Frankel is that Bethany is doing the most self-righteous crap I've ever seen in my life. Bethany Frankel doesn't give two rats asses about Jill Zarin. She doesn't give two rats asses about Ebony, about Leah, about Rachel. She doesn't give a crap about any of them. She wants, she has, in my personal opinion, this is what I think is going on. I think her and Andy Cohen had a falling out and I think Bethany can't fucking let it go. And she wants to burn Andy to the ground because whenever she has a chance to talk about Andy, she reverts to him, not to Bravo because some of these situations, Andy is not, a part of. Andy has nothing to do. Andy's not a producer on some of these shows. Andy has nothing to do with these things. Vanderpump Rules is a big one. Vanderpump Rules has nothing to do with Andy. Andy has no producing things. He just does watch what happens live with them. He does reunions with them. But that's it. So at some point, you have to stop barking up the wrong tree. I feel like this is just a vendetta against Andy Cohen. She found her way in that she could finally bring Andy down. Andy obviously fucked her over or screwed her over or said something or did something in their little breakup. And and that really fucking bothered Bethany. And now she's finally found her way that she feels like she can get everybody on her side. But what she doesn't understand is that she's a rich white woman, which doesn't help the situation. She's self-righteous. She is... All over the place with, I said this, but then oh, I said that, but then I said this, but then I said that. She's always back and forth. She's a massive hypocrite. She's not likable. And it just is what it is. Like she has to stop. If you want to help the people in these situations, you need to do it in a background way, not the way you're doing it. If you think you know so much and you're so this and you're so that, why aren't you paying for people's law- lawyer fees? Why aren't you helping people pay for their fees? Because a lot of these reality stars don't have the money like you do, Bethany. If everything was so fucking horrible and so bad, why aren't you suing Bravo, Bethany? These are questions that I have. I'm I'm tired of, and as a white woman, I know, I'm not even rich and I know I come, I know I speak from privilege, just from the skin color that I have. But I am so fucking tired of rich white people speaking up and acting like they're holier than fucking thou, but especially reality tv stars girl we've watched your entire life on camera i can cut back to when you're a hypocrite here you're a hypocrite there you actually didn't say this you actually did said that we can look at all that and you forget that because you erase from your memory the shit things that you've said and done And it's, it's obnoxious. It's ridiculous. And it's, it's crap that people don't want to put up with anymore. People like Bethany Frankel are not going to be put up with anymore. I have not heard one positive thing about Bethany Frankel. And I don't know if that's because I'm on the non Bethany Frankel side of the internet, maybe, but I have not heard one positive thing about this Vanity Fair article. I have not one positive. I have not heard one positive thing about Bethany Frankel. If anything, I've heard the polar fucking opposite. I've heard that this is a waste of time. I've heard that this was a flop. I've heard that it didn't make look anybody look good. I heard that it did not make Bravo even look the least bit as bad as Bethany was making it out to be. And that Bethany looks like she is self-righteous and trying to make everything about her. And this little vendetta that she has against Andy Cohen. I genuinely don't even think she can say fuck about Bravo. I think she wants to take Andy Cohen down. That's what she wants and she's going to do it till the bitter end because she has enough money and enough fucking time apparently. When she should be focusing on so many other things. Something that she could be focusing on right now with her organization is trying to find ways to get shit into Gaza. That's what Bethany should be focusing on right now. Are things like this where her and her company have time and time again come out of the woodwork and have been there in these crisis situations. These are the things that I feel like Bethany could really be on the right side of history because she has been on the right side of history on a lot of topics to be completely, if I want to be fair to her, she's been on the right side when it comes to a lot of world issues and world support. She really has been there. Okay. What she fails to do is one minute she does something so good, so positive, so helpful, so loving, and then she does something self-serving and she's got to stop the self-serving crap because it's not helping her. It doesn't make her look better. It makes her look evil. It makes her look like she doesn't give a shit about the little people. And it's always going to outshine the good that she does do because I know she does good. I'm not a fucking idiot. Okay. I see both sides, but it overshadows that because she never stopped the self-serving crap. She will never, ever stop. It's go, 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 go. Me, 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 me. I need to take Andy Cohen the fuck down. It never ends. And she's got to stop. Leah needs to go see a therapist. She needs to go to Alcoholics Anonymous. She needs to never be on reality TV ever again. And she needs to take some accountability. Do I think that there were times where I'm sure production and people on Bravo didn't help the situation. Yeah, I really do. But at what point are you the grown-ass woman in your 40s? I believe that's she's in her thir- she's in her 30 late 30s or 40s. At what point are you going to take accountability for your alcoholism that you had before the show? If I re- if I read the article correctly, she went back to drinking before she was on the show. So it wasn't like she was sober and then the show Enabled her alcoholism. She was already going back to drinking and then just put herself in it. Why are you putting yourself in the environment? The environment didn't put itself upon you. You put yourself in the environment. Why did you go on Ultimate Girls Trip? Why are you doing these things? You don't have to do these things. If you really want to get better and you really don't want to be in these situations, then don't be in them. Don't be in them. And if you are, you got to know what you're going to be dealing with. You're going to have to accept it. You, At some point, you either need to stop getting taking these jobs and stop putting yourself in vulnerable situations that are going to hurt and harm you. Or if you take this job full well knowing what is is expected of you, full well knowing what could possibly fucking happen to you, there are housewives that have been on these shows that have not had these many issues. Candy Burris is one that has said multiple times, not sure what the issue is because I don't drink. I have not had these issues. I haven't had these concerns. I haven't had these problems. Any issue that I've ever had, I've spoken up for myself. I stood up for myself. Might I add though, as a caveat, Candy also has the power and the money to do these things, to speak upon things and to have these conversations. She also is a part of a crew and a cast of women that look like her. And I'm going to assume that the background people are also diverse with this group too. So I'm sure it's easier and more comfortable to have these conversations. I don't know. But Candy Burris has been around the block a long fucking time and does not have as many issues as Bethany Frankel has. Ebony literally told Bethany to fuck off in the Vanity Fair article. I mean, we're all losing it here. We're all losing it here. I know that they mentioned that a couple of these other reality shows now have decided to have drinking limits, which I think is a great thing to do. I think they should have that for all reality TV. I think we want people that are messy on their own without alcohol. Those I think are the most fun people. Like Luann is messy without alcohol. But Luann doesn't need alcohol. Sonia, when Sonia was sober, Sonia didn't need alcohol. Sonia's already fucking wacko. Some of these women are already wild and crazy and nuts. Mickey Gunfelson doesn't need alcohol to be a wacko. She is a wacko. You know what I'm saying? Like there's just some people that are already mentally unstable. (laughs) Like they don't need alcohol to continue that. I don't need alcohol to be mentally unstable in an ADHD wackadoo. I'm just naturally that way. But that's how like sitting back for 24 hours, like that's kind of how I feel about this article is I kind of feel like it was, it just wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. It wasn't with good enough people. It didn't, it just wasn't good enough. Somebody could have done better. Someone should have done better. There should have been more vetting. There should have been better people coming forward. There should have been better stories. There should have been more of black and white, bravo, fucked up. And it wasn't that. It was very nuanced. It was very, well, but this, but well, but that. And I don't know, because this and someone's tone, but maybe I took it the wrong way and blah, 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 blah. Like I said, the only thing that I was like, yep, dead on right here, was ebony ebony's story about the way that she was treated by ramona and by the way that one of the staffers was treated by ramona and the whole that whole situation that was fucked up that should have been handled super fucking quick and that was something that ebony should not have had to fix argue with shouldn't have had to go to hr should have been wicked fucking quick one conversation one and done other than that like i i just i don't know what else we're supposed to be working with here. Now, some of you may know that Ramona is not going to BravoCon now, apparently. My question of that is, and I said this on the last episode, is that I go back and forth all the time about how this is reality TV. So I want to see the reality. You know, I kind of want Ramona to go to BravoCon because I want the conversation to be spoken about. I want conflict. I want to see her have to step in the fire and acknowledge her shitty wrongdoings. And I want people to see her for who she truly is. If it's proof, if there's proof that she behaved this way and she acted this way and she denies it, I want people to see that. The issue is that they're getting paid for the shit behavior. There's like Miami where they're all being silly, goofy, funny, and they're saying heinous things to each other, but nothing is racist. Nothing's sexist. Nothing's bigoted. Nothing is like that. And so, because you don't want to pay bigoted people. You want to have messy people on your shows and on your reality TV, but you don't want to have racist, sexist, bigoted fuck fuckery going on. That you don't want. But at the same time, I want to see the fallout from that. And I want to see your accountability from that. I want to see also if you don't take accountability from that and how fucked up you are for that. I want to see that. But I don't want Bravo to pay you for that. So that's the hard part. Do I want her to go to BravoCon? Yeah, but I want her to go to BravoCon like pro bono or something, like for free. Could you go to like we're not going to pay you but you should come. Like I wish that was a thing, but it's not going to be a thing. Do I think that Ramona should have been fired and kicked off a long time ago? Yeah, I do. Do I think that we should not be hiring Republican women? No, I don't. Okay. I think that it's good to have a mix of people, a mix of backgrounds. I think the issue is is that we have Republicans now to get a little political not, we're not going to go far off the deep end here, but the Republican party is different than it used to be. I'm sure when Ramona started out as a Republican back in the day, when she was 20 years old, she wasn't as radical and ridiculous and dumb, but now this party has become radical and dumb and ridiculous and obnoxious and embarrassing and racist and sexist. And these are the things that they are seen as now this particular party, and she's wrapped up in that. And it's like, I don't know if I want that type of person being paid for their bad behavior. I don't know if I want to participate in supporting somebody whose money is going towards bigoted things and organizations and groups that harm people that I love. So do I think Ramona should have probably gotten booted off a couple years ago? Yeah, I do. I don't think maybe she should have been on Ultimate Girls Trip. Obviously, she did all these things with Ebony before Ultimate Girl Trip, so she shouldn't have been on two seasons of, Ult- of Ultimate Girl Trip. At the end of the fucking day, to make these redemption arcs that don't need to be given to her, because let's be for real, she's has not changed. She's not going to change. She's what seventy something years old now. Ramona's not fucking changing. Nothing is changing about this woman. She will be the same person until the day that she fucking dies. Excuse after excuse after excuse for her shit behavior. It's going to keep happening. It doesn't matter. We saw how she was in Ultimate Girlship the first season with Kenya. It's like, come on, guys. Come on. Let's be for real. But let me know what you guys thought about the Vanity Fair article. Did you like it? Did you love it? Did you think it was good? Did you think it was bad? Did you think it gave me absolutely fucking nothing? Were you disappointed in it? Like I was, I was just disappointed. I was like, this is not what y'all made it out to be. And I think that was what was the most disappointing, upsetting part about it. And was absolutely ridiculous. So that, that's how I'm feeling about the Vanity Fair article today. Okay, so obviously we have BravoCon coming up. And a couple things I want to keep an eye on for BravoCon is obviously one Vanderpump Rules. We want to keep an eye on Vanderpump Rules because a lot of that is going to get brought up again. I guarantee you we're going to get like a blip or a trailer or something of Vanderpump Rules, I bet. I bet we'll get something from that. So that might be a whole thing. Obviously, Summerhouse, the group, the whole group will be there. So an update on that and how that's going. Obviously, Lindsay Hubbard just came out with an article with Us Weekly and talked about her situation with Carl. Nothing new, honestly, came up other than the fact that she has sold her ring to get money to pay back for a lot of the things for the wedding. She still lives in the apartment that they shared. She lives there by herself. Carl doesn't live there anymore um all the girls really supported her all summer not just after they broke up but the whole summer she's been very supported by this group of women on summer house which i think is great that they all really banded together and not a lot of people felt like carl was in the right so that'll be very interesting to see she's not friends with kyle she wasn't shocked that kyle hated her and was upset with her so that has been a whole thing um so, I mean, she was shocked about she, they were done filming Summer House. And then Carl supposedly tugged the producers and got the camera guys and was like, come see me. And so, Carl, like, she basically found out 30 minutes before everybody else found out. Like, it was a whole thing. And she sticks by all of that. So, I'm interested to see what that all looks like in comparison to what Kyle was talking about, which is basically like, they were always in therapy. They always had to go to therapy, whether it was their therapist or their individual therapist. And Carl supposedly didn't want to live like that the rest of his life. I'm interested to see what this all looks like. I'm also interested to see what Amanda thinks. Cause I feel like Amanda was a very big soundboard for peace with the four of them during the reunion. Um, so I'm very interested to see what that all looks like I want to hear Danielle's full version of accountability and what's going on. I want to hear someone as an outsider, like Paige, who is very much like not a big fan of Lindsay, but not a big fan of Carl either. Like I don't think Paige even really likes the cast honestly. So I want to see what Paige kind of th- thinks about everything like in full. So I'm interested to see what that all looks like. Obviously we're going to have new trailers come out. New updates coming out. Miami's a thing this week. Beverly Hills has been back. Potomac's coming back. Below Deck Mediterranean's out right now. There's so much going on and there's going to be so much going on and it's just going to get bigger and better. So I hope that BravoCon's good. I'm bummed that I'm not going. I was supposed to go. It was a whole thing it was a whole fucking thing, but I'm not going and I'm glad I'm not going. I can just stay home and relax and see Bravo con from the safety of my fucking home, to be honest with you. So I'm totally fine with that. I'll watch the panels the next day or whatever, how they're, I know they're filming them. So I'll see, we'll see all that. I'll see all of it. I'll have thoughts and opinions. I'll be following everybody on it to see how everybody else is doing with it. Um, so I'm very, I'm very excited to hear, a lot of things. I'm very excited to see dynamics and how people interact with each other. I hope they do a panel with Summerhouse. I haven't looked at what the panels are. I have to look at, like I have to pull up BravoCon and look at the entire thing to see what we're working with here to really figure out how much people are going to be around each other and together. So that should be very, very interesting. Stay tuned for thoughts and opinions on that. I'm sure I'll do a BravoCon Podcast episode to talk about everything that was going on at BravoCon and how excited and amazing and wonderful certain things were. Also, I'm just interested to hear overall how BravoCon was compared to New York, how it is compared to the two New York ones that people have done now that they have it here that everything's very walkable. It's very spread out though. Um, the venues are a little bit bigger and I think a little, maybe going to be a little bit easier. I think Vegas is more set up for things like this than maybe New York city is. So I'm very, very, very interested to see if it was worth the money because the costs went up. So I'm very interested to see if the cost difference was worth it for people how the Watch What Happens Live episodes are going to be. So it's going to be because there were some messy things that happened at the Watch What Happens Live episode last season. So uh, last, last BravoCon. So it'll be wonderful to kind of hear about that. What are you guys looking forward to? Who are you most looking forward to seeing? Um, definitely let me know, DM me, message me. I, like I'd love to hear back from you guys on what you guys think about everything and who you're most excited to see and hear. Um, it's gonna be a motley crew. It's gonna be a friggin' motley crew. All right. And lastly, before I finish out this episode, a couple things I just wanted to mention again that in the um, description box uh, below of this episode, you guys will see some information about Lewiston, Maine, and obviously the victims of that horrible shooting that happened last week, and ways that you can support them. There are companies that are lending a hand with funds. There's also companies that are making t-shirts that um, donations from uh, money from that will be going to victims and their families as well. And there's obviously a lot of um, help and hotlines and places that you can go to get help for mental health if needed. And I also encourage you to please look up your state's gun laws and see what the laws are in your state. Because I was uneducated. I thought because my state is the second safest state in the country, we were fine on gun laws. Clearly we're fucking not. We have a lot to do. We have a lot we have to fix with gun laws. We have a lot we have to fix with mental health. So please Google search, do all the research you can do and find out ways that you can get better gun laws and mental health support in your state, please. I also will put in the description box ways, um, and creators, um, that can educate you more on the situation with, um, Palestine and Israel it is very nuanced conversation. It's a very hard conversation. It is a very sensitive conversation. But at the end of the day, I know for me to make it very clear with you guys, I support the Palestinian people. And what is happening to them is genocide. And what is happening to them is a war crime. It is unimaginable. And if this can happen to this country, it can happen to any country. And the fact that our country and Joe Biden are just standing still, is a sickness. It is a problem. And it is something that we should be remembering and thinking about coming up to the next election. I also think we should educate ourselves on elections and how they work and how elections are rigged against the American people. There's a lot of nuance to elections. There's a lot of nuance to how we can do things, who we can vote for, who we can't vote for. How can we vote? How can we do primaries? How can we do this? There's a lot, guys, that I did not know about until I became an adult and learned a lot more. So please do the research. This will impact. This situation says a lot about our country right now and what we are willing to, our government is willing to sit aside and allow to happen. Um, It is very, very scary, but I will put as much information below and as many creators as I know below that have the information that is accurate, that is updated, that is out there um, in ways that we can speak for the people of Palestine um, and support them as much as we humanly can right now because they need us they need our voices if anything they need our voices right now so I love you guys so much I hope that you are safe I hope that you are happy in your life right now and everything is okay and if you're not listen to like a bunch of my podcasts and get a little giggle tee he, hee hee a little gossip a little tea follow me on tiktok follow me on instagram at uh, mentally growing 24 7 I love you I appreciate you and I will see you on the next episode bye